There is a local filmmaker's night that I've been aware of for a while now, mainly because I know the film commissioner, the power broker, as I called her earlier, Cassandra Hesseltine, and she hosts this along with Access Humboldt, and they, of course, uh, show films and uh, work by local artists to highlight their, their efforts. And Cassandra's here. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning, John. Thanks and for having us. You're welcome. And you have brought Carol Escobar, and I, I uh, see here that, Carol, you are a local theater director, actor, improvisational teacher, and performer. And you are the featured person over at the local filmmakers' night tomorrow. It is all true, John. It is. <laughs> so so expl- explain this to me. What uh, do you have to offer in the, in the world of film? Well, what I have to offer is to uh, show a journey because uh, we're just starting out. We uh, found Access Humboldt about two years ago, and it's just been this last year that we've really ventured into uh, starting our film career up here in Humboldt County. And uh, I think we're doing a really great job considering we're new, but we're, we're learning. And so I think the really neat message that we have to do is why not produce a product while you're learning? Um, and I think it's a quality that people are going to find more than acceptable to view. So we're really excited about it. So but you're involved with the theater, and I, I see here in this quick note that you bring some of those skills to the world of film. But what, what are those skills that you've developed over the years in, in the theater realm? Well, I've been directing for a very long time. I started doing theater about in 84, and, uh, well, I'll do the math. It's been almost 30 years. And uh, most of my theater has been done right here in Humboldt County. This is where I'm from. My family's history goes way back to the late 1800s. So I'm very passionate about Humboldt County. And so I bring my directing skills uh, to start with. I didn't want to uh, act in front of the camera. I wanted to learn how um, to direct and what goes into actually making a film. And that's what we're doing right now. Now, I should tell you, I am someone who enjoys... Oh, I would say theater on a certain level. But over the years, for me, I feel a bit alienated when I go there because the the dialogue or the acting just seems so over the top. And I'm not saying across the board, but uh, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll be frank. I've not been to the theater in... I was going to say, John, have you two. seen one of the shows I've directed? No, uh, see, I have not. But so it just <laughs> have you seen the, one of the shows I've directed? No, I have not, Cassandra. <laughs> have you really been to the theater lately, John? Uh, well, all right, I have not. But, okay. Uh, well, there it is. We got it right out of I have been in the past, and it's been my experience experience that it's just not I mean I can't relate to the characters or the dialogue it just seems so overblown or just unnatural people don't talk like that now again I realize that that of course is an isolated observation and that all things are different and if I went to many plays I wouldn't have this opinion but did you at least sympathize with my point of view on that or am I completely wrong you can say that if we were like living in 1921 I might agree with that and we were watching those crazy old silent movies where everybody's like oh and the melodrama no no, I think theater up here has done nothing but grow and got, gotten better and better and better and more realistic. And, uh, you know, there are going to be those shows out there, but it's a certain style. You know, if, if you're really seeing something over melodramatic, uh, it, it, hopefully it's the style in which it was written. But lately, um, there's some great theater happening, like Redwood Curtain, if you've ever checked out their shows. Uh, very realistic, very real dialogue. And the acting up here has just gotten better and better and better over the years. So I suggest you check it out, All right. John. So within the next two weeks, what play should I go see? Well, so, uh, so, so I can see a slice of real life. Well, Anything Goes is opening uh, at NCRT. Uh, unfortunately, the same night as local filmmakers night because I have a lot of friends in that including my fiance oh Sophie's choice Sophie's choice what do I do that night but I wouldn't recommend that one for you career in particular. first I can tell you right now I know what I'm telling you because it He's goes back sorry. to a 1920s style and it might be a little overly dramatic and silly and farcical farcical is that a word yeah, yes. I think it is I just made it 
up if it's not. No, it is. But for people out there who love a good musical with Cole Porter music, they're going to love it. But I, I would suggest you you probably would have enjoyed the Vibrator play, John. That was pretty exciting. Okay. Right down here in Ferndale just a couple weeks ago. That was awesome. That's right. And that had some what they called adult themes. It did, yet it was very tastefully done. You know, okay. I was sitting there thinking, well, this is a little awkward. And then I thought, well, why should Were I you feel embarrassed? awkward? Well, at the beginning, really? I was a I little, I felt that. a little awkward because, well, they're dealing with some, you know, interesting stuff. And, you know, I don't really enjoy seeing people, you know, breastfeeding children in public. So I don't you really don't. Want to see it on stage. No, I, I want to really? people who like, you know, let's cover that up a little bit. But I have dogs, John. What am I going to say? I never had a human child. So anyhow, <laughs> I'm you, sitting there watching it and I thought, why well, am I feeling a little either. awkward? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, this is all just natural stuff. Who cares? They're doing a great job. Poof. I let it go and I totally relaxed and enjoyed the show. But it was good to kind of make people a little but uncomfortable. As, but as a woman, isn't I'm, I'm a little surprised. I am a woman, John. You are. Thank you for you are. But So I'm a little surprised that you uh, are uh, averse to uh, breastfeeding. Oh, I'm not. I have no problems with but breastfeeding at all. Okay. I just personally don't want to see it. So let's say you're in the restaurant. I'm going to get so many so, calls. So, yeah, good so, luck so, with that. So, so, hey, I'm from Arcadia, everybody. That's in my favor, so, but, right? So, but let's say you're in the in the theater and then someone has to breastfeed their child. To I'm talking about there's a very nice way and a lot of, you know, my friends and stuff that, I, you know, you just kind of put a little blankie over it. I have no problems in breastfeeding in public. I just don't want to see the actual breast come out and the child, you know, attaching Speak itself. for yourself. I want to, you know, yeah, well done, you know what, whatever floats your boat, mister. I'm just saying a, a nice little blankie over it all. Some sort of it's discreet It's not the fact that it's happening. Practice. In fact, I am very pro-breastfeeding. Right. Okay. I just don't want to see some other woman's breast. The issue in is public. when the, the baby grabs the blanket and throws it off of them yeah. because they're too hot under there. That, wow, that this because... was like going to be such an easy interview with no controversy so, but whatsoever. Cassandra, now, for you and breasts, are you a pro or? A, I, or I nursed two babies. Okay. Yes, and and I got tired. Would, of would you like to respond to Carol's? No, I, okay. I totally get it. You know what I mean? I think it, it is everybody should have their comfort level, and I think that's that's everybody's own right to have that comfort level. Sure. And and I think. Um, as Carol put it, you know, she she hasn't had kids, so maybe it's just different for her. You know, and I just believe in discretion. Yeah, she believes in discretion. And there's but I'm pro breastfeeding. My yeah, God, please do not email she's, me. She's, she's, oh she's, my goodness, no, that is so untrue. She's she's being a good trooper, letting us taunt her about this, but no. <laughs> But you know what? It's everybody's. It's up to everybody what they want to do. And, and absolutely, and, you know, I, I think I had the same viewpoints until I tried it, and then I had to, and you know, baby and blanket and hundred degree weather, you know, where I was nursing, sure. and it and, was a nightmare. And, <laughs> and I should say that my opinion on this has evolved over the years because I think when I first started seeing that many years ago, as a young man, I, it was it was, a, it was slightly jarring. Uh, yeah. But now. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> now, see, I just want to get back to the original topic, and that oh, means yeah, we had some really good theater up here, John, because look at the conversations that were brought out of that show. Exactly. You know, you should walk away from a theater show uh, having some lively conversations with people. And, uh, you know, it's not just like you go and you uh, walk out the door and, uh, you know, boom, it's done. It, it's nice on that car car trip home to be, to be having conversations with people. And uh, we've been doing some really fantastic theater up here. And we're getting back to the theater thing okay i don't really care if you breastfeed your child you know it's whatever <laughs> you want to do okay well you fact, can, it's very healthy you can go to the podcast <laughs> and, and it later. uh but i should also say that even though i have uh, observed that uh, some of the theater i can't relate to on a certain level there are, there are certain components of even musicals i enjoy i love show tunes I do. Yeah. I absolutely love show tunes. Uh, so, really. We there, won't comment on no, that, John. It's true. There, There is a soundtrack that I have upstairs. It's for Company and Elaine Stritch. Oh, she yeah. is singing Ladies Who Lunch. Absolutely. I can still listen to that. Yeah, it's absolutely. unbelievable. 
Yeah, and that that show was done just a couple years ago at NCRT. I didn't know that. I yeah. would have I would have attended that. See? And it was fabulous. See? It started Theater snob. the lovely mm. uh, Kevin Sharkey, who was an amazing talent up here. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, uh, we have some amazing talent, and that's what I'm trying to showcase and what I've been doing with Access Humboldt. Uh, we do have a, a show on once a month. Uh, we film, and it airs three times a week, and it's all in celebration of all of the amazing talented people we have up here. So we do like an interview with a, with an actor or a director or an artist, and then we have a little sketch comedy thing, and then we usually bring in a live band. Ooh, sketch comedy. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, it is indeed, because it's not always funny. But Does it work? It? You know what? Uh, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, but you're not going to know if it's going to work if you don't ever do it. So, you got, you know, you're going to have some bad ones uh, that make the good ones really more appreciated. It's like when we do improv on stage. You know, all improv can't be funny and, and, and wonderful. you got to have a couple that kind of go, oh. So people really do appreciate when they see something really magnificent, and they can appreciate that it is actually improv, and, you know, you're making it up on the spot. You are the featured person tomorrow night at the local filmmakers' night, and if I can refer to the Facebook posting about this, the evening will involve your works, including Bobby Keane Corporate World, which is based on a true story, Granny's Baked Goods, Mm -hmm. and selected stories from Grave Matters, a unique theatrical production telling the stories of individuals buried at the Fortuna Cemetery. But what what are these? Are these short films that you've created, or what what is happening here? Right. So uh, through my show that I've been doing for about two years on Access Humboldt uh, came uh, when we have our uh, sketch comedy uh, section of the show. We have about eight minutes for an interview, eight minutes for a band, and then we have another eight minutes opened up. So I've started uh, doing some short films uh, based on a comedy premise. Uh, Granny's Baked Goods, we try to bring out the comedy on a really uh, real situation, and that uh, occurred a couple years ago. I uh, was going to do a bake, have a bake sale, and it was to raise money for an organization, and we were actually told, uh, because it was going to be in a, in a public arena that we were not allowed to uh, sell home baked goods. They all had to become. Uh, they all had to come from a commercial kitchen or uh, be bought at a grocery store. And I was like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of a bake sale because you want to be selling home baked goods. That's what people are going to buy. And so I did a little, uh, wrote up a little script about that. I got some friends of mine who are fabulous actors, John, who you could possibly see mm. on stage if you went nice. to the theater. <laughs> so I've been using all theater actors um, for the things that I've been doing because I. So um, gung-ho on how much talent we have up here. Grave Matters is a really fantastic show. We just finished our third year uh, every Sunday before Halloween for the last three years. We've uh, picked some really interesting stories of some people that are buried up at the uh, Sunrise Cemetery in Fortuna. And the actors write their own monologues. It's about a five-minute piece. Tour guides take uh, people through the graveyard, and they stop at each site where uh, an actor tells the story of the person who's buried there. And it's turned out to be a really fantastic fundraiser for the Fortuna Cemetery District. And Cassandra, at these uh, nights, I have... um threatened to come to these in the past. You and have. I You're always scared. Uh, precisely. <laughs> but unfortunately, I've not made it out, and I, I that's that's regrettable. Yes. But tomorrow, this is at 6.30, and... Well, doors open at 6.30. The show actually starts at 7. Okay. All right. And, yeah, and what It's we, free. It, it, it's not free, actually. Oh. It's yeah. very inexpensive, It's very inexpensive. Are we allowed to say dollar it. figures? Sure. Oh, okay. It's only $5. Yes. Oh, five. $5. I can swing and five. that gets you in. Um, you, you get to see her work. She will... What we do, we don't just play like a, uh, some people when they first come to these events go, oh, am I coming to see a movie? And it's it's not like a two-hour movie. It, what it is is a lot of times they break up and show us little clips. Um, sometimes if they have shorts, you know, a small little film, or they'll break up a bigger.
bigger piece of a film and show us little, and, and really kind of go behind the scenes and explain to us how they make things, how they've done it. They do Q&A. People can ask questions. How did you shoot this scene? Or how was it working with that actor? And so it really is a, a neat process to understand our local filmmakers, see their work and opportunity, and then ask them questions about how they did these things. And, and a lot of actual local filmmakers have been coming to the event, which is really neat, too, because they're learning from each other. It's becoming a place for that. We have community members. We have a, I met a couple last time that told me this was their third time coming and that they, they never knew any of the local filmmakers. They just started coming as something to do together and that they really have enjoyed it and learned a lot each time they've come about our own community. So it's really, that's that's really what it's about. It's really a neat thing. And then after that, we move on. We go over to Access Humboldt, which is right next door from the well, lecture Well, there are hall. prizes, John. Oh, yes. Uh, you could win your prizes. $5 yes. back in Just prizes. like that. Yes, yeah. there are. There are. Thank you to the, the <laughs> La Duce Video, Video Spotlight, and Figueritos. They give us gift cards for um, their stores, and we do do movie trivia, and people can win prizes for that. And then that's after that. That's when we move to Access Humboldt and take a tour. And then there's food, food, John. You get your five dollars back in food. I've not eaten in probably thirty hours, so I could use that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's um, there you know, we'll have coffee and juice and little snacks, and um, and people can mingle and talk and talk more to the filmmaker, talk with each other, and so it's quite an evening. It's been it's been really nice. So, but when you go to Access Humboldt, mm-hmm. do you take a tour of the you facilities? Is that you what, what, can what you mean? Take a, well, that's where the food is. That's where the reception is. So it's amongst you know that area. So you can take a tour. You can look at the different parts of the facility. You you can mingle. You can do whatever your little heart desires. Ooh. And my shows, <laughs> uh, just so you really don't think I have any problem with children, my my shows are all uh, <laughs> children friendly. You know, I was raised in improvisation, uh, doing a style of improvisation where you cannot use foul language, and so I've actually been trained really well to, uh, you know, uh, produce sort of entertainment that's going to appeal to all ages. Do you curse a lot in your private life? Uh, only when I'm with my Italian friend. Okay. I don't know what it is about her, but ooh, they got some language going on there. But yeah, you know what? If I get really stressed out or something, yeah, some words come out of my mouth. Apparently, yeah, I think I say that for special occasions. Exactly. Over the years, certainly being in this room, you can't curse. But amazingly, no. people do it periodically. They just let it slip out. It's well, incredible. you know what? Sometimes uh, Me? Uh, just keep moving. <laughs> I don't have a delay. So, you know, sometimes cheese and crackers just doesn't cut it. You know, like people go cheese and crackers. I'm like, you know, sometimes you just got to say the real word. I don't know what it is, but sometimes it just uh, that's all the word that is needed for the time, and uh, you know what? But not going to say place. it. Not going to say it today in the radio. No, I, I'm very careful about that because um, I, you know, I, I was raised Catholic, and I have this like need to please and not to offend. And it's really interesting doing comedy because you know what? Sometimes comedy, um, you know, you need to kind of ruffle some feathers sometimes. But uh, so I, tr- I try to do it in a very kind and gentle way and still get my message across. So if I wanted to see a play. In the next month. You I, have many choices, John, please. But I want the play? best choice. I want the one <laughs> that will not disappoint me. So if you had to select one. Oh, my goodness. Because time is short. I've got things to do. But well, if, if, if you can give me one play within the next month, because I probably can't turn this around within a week. But if, okay. Within the next month, what would you recommend? Well, well, first of all, I do want to give a shout out to Redwood Curtain and Ferndale Rep and North Coast Repertory Theater. And, you know, then you got Del Arte. I mean, the arts are alive up here and just crazy talent is just amazing. But since you mentioned that you do like good musical, I, I know it's going to be a little bit over the top for you, but I would go see Anything Goes at NCRT. It's going to open tomorrow on the 15th. Okay. And it's got a lot of great Cole Porter numbers, a 
lot of actors worked really super hard. I went and saw a rehearsal last night. There's dancing. There's cute girls. There's cute guys. There's oh yeah. There's something for everybody in that one. And it's something you could bring your mom to, John, or your grandma, or your 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 two year old kid, or you could come and breastfeed while the show's going on because it's going to be dark and I won't see you. Uh, so um, and if you, if you did, there'd be a problem. No, so, I don't think no. anybody really has a problem with breastfeeding. No. I'm just saying I don't personally need to see it. But but see the thing of it is with me, oh God, we're back you get this. used to it. You get used to it. You need, you need more exposure. You just need to Once again, immerse yourself. Immerse I have yeah. dogs, John. There okay. is a reason I am a dog mother. All right. But anyhow, but, but so one day, but, but you're about to get married. Things could change. You overnight. know, I am going to get married, but uh, in next week will be our 17th anniversary, and he wow, just asked me to marry years. him this year. No kidding. Uh, so I'm thinking the wedding could be a couple of years from now. My goodness. Yeah. Well, well he's congratulations. Yeah. Whatever. We move but, at a different pace. But dating for 17 years. <laughs> well, we've cohabitated for a little. You know, we actually spent. Uh, it took us 10 years to move in together. We, you know, I want to make sure it was right. He did too, so it's all good. We're, it we're appears happy. to be right. And if anybody cares, he's in anything goes. Hmm. He is. Yeah. He's an actor. He well, he's actually uh, acting. Most actors up here do not get actually paid uh, any sort of amount of money that they could live off of. So he does have a day job. Yes, as most do. So, but if you're dating for that long and things were working, <laughs> why get married? Exactly. My point, I'm just asking. John. Um, by the way, I, I let's, know let's a think who, about who that. Dated exactly that long, got point. married, and then a year later got a divorce. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you should see. The studies they suggest that is not Why? typical, but that it does happen. Why? Why does it happen? Well, you know, I I don't know, but we're of a certain age. You know, we're not twenty anymore, and uh, so I, I feel pretty safe to say I'm going to go out on the record and say he's a keeper. He's the one I committed myself to him a long time ago, and uh, he does have grown children and their grandchildren, grandchildren, and uh, so I have a family uh, that's very nice and. Um, you know, it just uh, exactly why why get married? There's no reason to get married. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some financial benefit. Yes. Maybe there's not. I don't know. There seems to be. I think whatever works for you in uh, this day and age is totally acceptable. And if stage. my mother's okay with it, then you know I think everybody should be okay with it. Okay, the woman's uh, almost eighty years old and she's fine with it. In fact, I think she likes him more than me sometimes. But that's the way that. But goes. you seem like a nice person, so I'm very enthusiastic about your future when it comes to well, first of all, your professional life, but now your uh, your husband and his family unit. Your husband to be, husband John, to be. We have not done the deed right. Yet. I see, but you're practically married now. <laughs> so, but. well, you know, spiritually, we've been uh, committed for quite some time, and not in a mental way either. Now, Cassandra, you are the film commissioner. And you are someone that I had in here several times to talk about the Will Smith film After Earth, and. There's this number that is circulating, about $5 million that has been uh, injected into the county. And so this is something that uh, is, well, known to those who spend this money. But is that uh, something that is concrete, this figure? This figure, uh, as far as I know, yeah, this is a concrete figure. This I was given this number, and uh, by by uh, you know the professionals, and that that is what I've been told. I'm waiting on the report, which is going to be a breakdown. Um, hopefully, they've 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 promised me that they would give me the report as soon as they're able to. There's a process that they have to go through um, of breaking down the different departments of where they actually spent the money. So I don't have that information available to me yet. Um, but they they've promised me that I will be getting it. 
but meanwhile, they they thought they would tidy me over by giving me a um, a final number, which I am very happy to have. And I only ask it the way that uh, I do because there's this North Coast Journal uh, piece that you can find online now, which uh, has the headline: "Camera Action Five Million." Uh, sort of questioning the... Uh, oh, you should do acting, John. <laughs> so qu- questioning the figure, which I didn't question. It seems normal to me. I don't know. These people just burn through cash. When I was uh, down the street and uh, talking to people who were renting out rooms, they were discussing huge uh, outlays of cash for mm-hmm. even lodging, which was mind-blowing. And I said, right. oh, these people just love spending money. So to see yeah. that it's $5 million, that's no surprise to me. Yeah, you know, it's not. I I had guessed. I I, I had guessed, and about three. I was trying to be conservative because I didn't want to. You know, when I was going around doing my reporting after they had come, you know, people would ask me how much money, and so, you know, I was conservative and said, "Oh, I'm guessing three plus million," um, based on some of the figures that I heard, without knowing all the details. So I, I again, it wasn't. It wasn't too surprising to me that it was more. I knew it would probably be more, and I was happy that it was, you know, five. Um, and, and, you know, some of the things that I was told by the executive producer while I was on set was they spent at least half a million, um, over half a million, in just hotel accommodations. So right there, that that that's a huge, you know, number. And that and he was speaking at the time of just uh, just the filming of when they were actually here. But they had been coming. This five million includes the year that they had been coming. They had many scout trips that they had come up. One of them included roughly 40 people that they brought up, which they had to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and hotel accommodations, and rent cars. So, you know, that $5 million includes from the April that they started um, coming to Scout all the way up until the April that they shot of this year. So, it, it makes sense that this all adds up. And with, we had first unit and second unit that came up, so that's practically two crews it's it's a total of over 300 crew members which is a really large size to bring up to an area and crew actually stayed not only um for a couple months prior to filming to prep but they actually there was a county people and and the office production still wrapping out weeks after the actors left um they were still doing a lot of business here before they left so there was a lot more that went into it than people realize Lots of, I mean, everything, all, huge stuff from food, you know, having to, uh, to buy all the food to supply 300 people breakfast and lunch every day to having a paper shredder company that came and shredded um, all the production office papers right in front of them. So they had to hire so many details that people don't realize what they actually hire that they do. You know, they had to have a water truck on site um, for their base camp every time dust, every time cars drove onto the base camp, it was a gravel road. They had to bring in a water truck. And so every day someone had to, you know, a couple times a day water that area down so dust wasn't flying all over everybody um so there's so much that goes into a shoot um i think that the numbers go up quickly i mean heck my grocery bill goes up faster than i realize you know so i can only imagine um how this would go up and in the time standard article that was generated uh, through this uh five million figure here there is this multiplier effect that you refer to which is the idea that the actual money that is seen in the world could be three times the five million amount now steve hackett professor over at HSU. He's an economist professor that I've spoken to over the years. Smart, mm-hmm. smart he person. Is. Yeah, I like he, him. He is saying that maybe it may not be three times, but uh, they're saying here one and a half to two was more reasonable, but adding that it's all a little murky. 
He, you know, I can't remember. And I, I hope that I'm not incorrect at remembering this, but he says he either says it in the article or he said because I called him afterwards and said, "Hey, thank you. I really appreciate your comments, especially you know the comments where he says, you know, this is brand new dollars coming into our area, and that um, and that this creates new jobs. And so I really like that. So when he and I talked, I, I think he might have said this to me on the phone, maybe not in the article that that his his guess of the 1.5 or 2 is what he knows a normal economic impact is the california film commission puts out or or has informed me that what the, what they've been told is for the film industry that number is higher it is 2.95 actually for every dollar that a film shoot spends filming you multiply that by 2 2.95 so that'll include all their indirect spending like 300 crew members going out to eat every day or, you know, if they go out to the bars to celebrate or if they go and have to buy a shampoo and conditioner because they forgot to bring it or whatever that they need. Plus, it also circulating within your county. So that, in the film world, is the magic number. So I think the numbers that he's using, the 1.5 to 2, is more of a, a general circulation number. But in film industry, it really is supposed to be 2.95, or I round it to 3. Okay. So, again, I didn't really question this figure. I will not in the future. Thank you. Yeah, don't question me, John. I know. But I just say it's a fact. Don't worry. Yes. Fact. I'm going to start cussing. Bring it on. I love it. She has not been trained in no. family-friendly entertainment. It's fine. not. But through, uh, through the... Jer- I breastfeed out in public. <laughs> the crime. I mean, not recently or anything. But, but so through the North Coast Journal website, you can read this uh, article... Uh, uh, somewhat not. Uh, ca- or, or not really, <laughs> ca- casually <laughs> questioning this figure, but at some point, I suppose there'll be more uh, detailed accounting provided, yeah, if, if at all. That, that you know, they're not required because um, they didn't get the tax incentive program. But I have asked them; I did give them the form, and I did ask them if they would do it. And the um, they've been really nice to me and wanting to offer me information because um, I was very helpful to them. Is is basically what I was told, and so that they were reciprocating and, and trying to help out our office and understand how important it is for us to know the impact of our economy um, based on them coming. So from what I've been told is they're working on it, they're trying, and they'll get me the numbers as soon as they can. And and that's why I don't have the breakdown right now. It was easier for them to just give me the overall number of, of monies that were spent in Humboldt for that year that they were here. Okay. So to see Carol Escobar, she is the featured filmmaker tomorrow night at the Filmmaker Night, and this is over on the Eureka High School campus? Correct, at the uh, lecture hall, right right at Eureka High School. And uh, just just a reminder, John, if you come, you're going to be supporting a lot of local theater folks. Uh, you use probably uh, over 20, 23, 25 uh, actors all from the stage it's here up in Humboldt County, and it's a really great uh, experience for them to uh, have a little film work done. So you can come and support your local theater by coming to see the Filmmaker's Night. And also uh, to support to breastfeeding. The- Pretty much. Sure. I don't Pretty think much. there'll be any breastfeeding there. Oh, <laughs> well, my, you're my more than welcome to <laughs> well, come along and we can get you know, a, do what you need to do. protest going. A, a, no, a, no, no. Yes, a, a no. No, no, no. no. But, so that is tomorrow night, <laughs> and it starts at 7 o'clock. The doors open at 6.30. So thank you very much, Cassandra Hesseltine. Thank you are you. the film commissioner. And Carol Escobar. You can find out more through the Facebook page, which can be found rather quickly. But if you go to Humboldt Filmmaker Night or local... Uh, it's, uh, now you got me all jumbled. Well, if you go to filmhumboldt.org, you can contact us or access Humboldt. It's also on their website. It's all there. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you both. Thank you.